Burger. Burger Bites is recorded on location in Ozark, Missouri and presented on Anchor. The views expressed on Burger Bites are not necessarily those of the staff and ownership of the Grip and Rip Baseball League. Enjoy the show. When we left off with Cole Rourke, he was coming to grips with the fact that he didn't get chosen in the 2016 Major League Baseball Amateur Entry Draft. He and his wife, Megan, moved back to her hometown of Licking, Missouri, where Cole settled in as an assistant coach under the learning tree of Missouri High School Baseball Coaches Association Hall of Famer Harv Antell. As we learned in episode two of this trilogy, Harv Antell owns an encyclopedia of baseball wisdom and a crew cut as precise as a Swiss watch. Cole Rourke still owned plenty of enthusiasm for the game and some pop on his fastball which he liked to show off with a little too much gusto when throwing batting practice to the Licking Wildcats. That continued practice is what got him ready to join the ranks of the Grip and Rip Baseball League. But first, Cole hopped on a plane and headed to the Pearl of the Caribbean. The Grip and Rip thing, number one, I was itching to play. You know, I decided I was a coach and all that stuff. And, you know, just like anybody else that's a competitor, I really enjoyed showing up high school kids. That was a blast. You know, it gave me a little bit of credence to what I was saying. So I had been throwing and continued to throw and played around with the idea, you know, do I want to go down to Joplin maybe and play in the American Association? I definitely felt like I had the ability to. Um, but where it all really started is uh, another area of baseball great. Uh, Paul Dudley had contacted me through Harv about a mission trip down to Cuba um, where they do a sports ministry. Um, they deliver equipment that area coaches drop off. And I went down there and played some baseball. And we got an opportunity on my first trip down to go to the Industriales, uh, which is – that's Castro's team. That's like the Yankees of the Cuban Professional League. We got to go to a practice, and some of the guys I'd thrown previously in the week, and our interpreter was like, yeah, this guy throws 95. Like, you know, get him in there. And I got to throw a bullpen and kind of hang out with some guys and uh, was actually – offered a contract, jokingly or not, I don't know if that's lost in translation or what, but I did have a contract brought to a pig roast that we celebrated the the trip with, and that was a pretty neat moment. I was not going to uproot to Cuba. The Florida trip was far enough. Any further south would have been me alone. So uh, we got to come back, and I was really preparing for Cuba again a second time because we were going to go down and play the Industriales this time rather than just a bullpen. So I was really trying to get back in game shape and, and see how good I could get. I hopped on with another GRBL guy, Copeland Harwood. Um, he had the Springfield Redbirds organization. So I was picking up innings for them. And on a field in Belton, Missouri in 2018, I tore my UCL. Just kind of snap, boom, out of nowhere. And I had planned on playing in the Griffin Rip that year. So that would have been a season three appearance there. Couldn't do it with my arm in shreds. Got to, through, again, those baseball contacts, like I mentioned earlier, got hooked up with George Paletta. Um, he used to be the Cardinals orthopedic surgeon, did Wainwright surgery. You know, awesome, awesome care up there. So I got to go to St. Louis and meet him, and um, he fixed me up. And just, I think it was 10 months, tryout day season four. I think it was 10 months, and uh, made the – the GRBL and I really didn't know anything about it at all. Um, looking around at that tryout day, there were a lot, a lot of guys that were older than me. Um, I was definitely in the young group that year. Um, I knew I was pretty good. I have to be honest. I wasn't 
so worried about making it. But what I noticed on the, that tryout day was that those guys were out there for real. It wasn't a hangout spot. And I'd been to, you know, workouts for MLB teams. A lot of times those will coincide with like an open day that they'll have where anybody shows up. And I'd see guys go out there and, you know, be 50 and try to be a knuckleballer or whatever it was. But at the GRBL, those guys were serious about their chance to play. Um, they were hustling. Guys were diving in VP uh, shagging. You know, they were out there to show out and really do some things. And uh, I remember coming back and talking to Harv, and I was like, hey, you know, I think this is more than just a, a hangout. It's not just a men's league where we're going to go, you know, drink beer and, and be there. It's these guys are for real. And of course, got hooked on with the high rollers, played for Justin Skinner, made it all the way to the championship game and had a, you know, that game I felt like was kind of the culmination of a little rivalry that the high rollers and the shockers had had all season long. You know, you guys had a couple of games where you played pretty deep into a good close game and then it got wiped out by rain. So uh, shockers came into that championship with the, the most prolific offense in the league that year. And you and Chris Matlock and Justice Bolden and Mark Blim combined for a shutout. It was pretty surprising. What are you going to remember from that championship game? I think it was a culmination because, I mean, we opened that season up with with nothing. I was really worried about our chances to do anything. Uh, We couldn't score. You know, we were losing every game in extra innings. We just couldn't seem to find a way to do it. So we opened up 0-3. And, uh, you know, Skinner, who I had no idea who he was, didn't know him at all before that started. And, uh, you know, he was – Right as rain, it didn't bother him a bit. He kept telling us, you know, I've done this before. I think we've even opened up 0-3 before. You're the historian, so you have to check that out. But he'd been there, um, and he knew that we were going to find a way. I knew we were good. I just didn't know if we were going to put it together in time. Uh, You know, when you're playing once a week and it's a short season like that, that's a hard thing to do in baseball. But we got enough going that we could really get in there. It We did play the Shockers, it felt like, you know, seven times because – We'd had the rainouts. They actually were the only team. We It was the rainout game. Sorry, I got a school bell, if you can hear that. It was a rainout game, and they came out and rung my bell a little bit, and I hadn't been you know, really touched by much all year, and they really swung it hot, and I was a little upset. Felt like I needed some redemption by the time we got to that championship game. And, yeah, everybody just played lights out that night. Uh, Mark, who he's the hero of, of season five, for sure. Amazing story. Amazing guy. You know, and I think everybody that talks about Mark says that he's just a great guy to talk to. You know, he's just got that kind of personality. But, you know, through really well in the middle. And it's not like Mark is a fireballer, put away stuff guy, but he just got in there and did it. Uh, Matlock was good for us all year. Justice, wish he could have been back for season five. You know, it was a blast. And then, but the most memorable thing, champagne shower. I never got to do it uh, my whole career. Never won anything that was meaningful as I got older in in baseball. Uh, I didn't know how to open the champagne. Skylar mentioned that in our Champions Corner video. You got to make sure you know how to open it. Uh, Actually, it might have been Bacon that that said that. Um, He was part of our high rollers group too. Research and learn how to open up a champagne bottle properly because that's fairly important. Know how to open a champagne bottle beforehand? You do it. Just make sure you shake the champagne good and don't pop anybody in the face. I had no idea, but I knew I was going to shake that thing and jump around and be crazy. Um, watching that back, I'm really glad I put my pullover on because I can see exactly where I was the whole time. You know, I had more ups than I thought. I was just that bouncy that night, just ecstatic to win the whole thing. 
2020, hook on with the Republic Locos, did not win a championship. So uh, you've kind of been on on both sides of the GRBL experience in terms of wins and losses. What kind of feeling do you carry into, well, first of all, is there going to be a 2021 season for Cole Rourke? And then, you know, what kind of feeling are you carrying into it? I will be back. I can confirm that. I'm coming back. The feeling is, uh, you know, one, I was healthier this year. I felt better. I may not have been quite as dominant at times or whatever, but I don't necessarily think that I was a whole lot different. One thing that I loved about season five was I thought our pitching across the league was really good. Uh, I thought there were guys, Clay Murphy coming in and, and being his dude self. And I did know who Clay Murphy was before he got there, you know, and he comes in and, and had a nice season. I loved watching him roll. Galley kind of had a resurgence. I thought he was really dominant. He actually made me look really bad in week one. Um, when I was swinging it, of course, I'm not a hitter at all, but I try to be. You know, he was mean. That was pitcher on pitcher crime. A lot of curveballs. But, man, it was just awesome. Matlock in the starting role, just killing it. I mean, I loved watching guys go out there on the bump and compete. And so, for me, number one, I'm in it to, you know, I like to be top dog. If I'm going to do something, I like to compete and win. And so, I want to be back on top. I want to be a strikeout leader or a leader in some statistical category um, and just keep blowing it out there. You know, I'd like to pitch until I'm Daniel England's age, you know, provided Dr. Paletta's good work and my elbow can hold up and, and keep going. I just love the game, love playing. So that as long as I can do it, I'm in it. And uh, shout out also to Chris Meza because what a team that he drafted. I think we just didn't quite find a way to put the pieces together, kind of similar to the high rollers. You know, we just, we were a hot starter with the Locos this year. And uh, then we just never found that same spark. And I wish we could, if I could get one request in to Commissioner Tony Lewis, it's that we just bring the exact same team back and we will win it. I, could, I will guarantee the championship if he puts it back together. No, you're not the first guy who has suggested some sort of mechanism to, to create a little more roster continuity, especially now that we're kind of going to that town team model and you know, all, all you can do is fill out your player survey and, and uh, make requests like you just did. Um, yeah. Hey, I was I was a requester after season four. I said, hey, we got – I got to be able to throw five, at least five. You know, four doesn't cut it. Give me five, Tony. Give me five. And I don't think it was my words that did it. I'm guessing some other people had to say, but, man, I was pumped up. I jumped off my couch when I read the email – my wife didn't know what was going on, thought I got bit by something, you know, but I was hopping up and down. Let's go. Let's go. I think uh, Chris was pretty excited about being able to leave you out there for five as well. I wanted to ask about, you know, you've, you've talked about your wife and family several times just through the course of our discussion. You know, what does it mean to be able to uh, share some of your baseball experience with them through the grip and rip? Well, um, my daughter is two. Um, so she is just now kind of becoming interested in things. I don't know if she really knew what was going on this year when she was there. She's happy to be in the sunshine and hanging out with everybody that would come and watch. Uh, my father, mother-in-law attended games. Uh, my sister and brother-in-law came up. My wife's grandparents have made the trip before, even with, you know, a COVID season and things like that. And they're in their eighties, um, you know, coming out to the ballpark and, and seeing it happen. My grandparents watch from Nebraska. Uh, we kind of messaged back and forth about that. They live in Columbus, and they watched every game on the live stream. My mom lives out there as well, so she was watching. And so everybody enjoys it, and I'm very happy to be playing in front of them again. My wife and I are pretty competitive. 
Um, she was a great basketball player. I wanted to plug that too. I was hoping I'd get a chance. She's got a state record still, three-point percentage. State of Missouri uh, set that her senior year, 58% from three-point land. That's no fib. Megan Friend, now Rourke, holds the Missouri single-season three-point percentage record. In the 2010-2011 season with the Licking Wildcats, she was 48 for 83 from downtown for a 57.8 shooting percentage. That is some serious star power. Speaking of star power, let me tell you about someone else with ties to the Grip and Rip Baseball League who is collecting stats. Ozark Mountain Ducks outfielder Ethan Bryan has more than 20 five-star ratings on Amazon.com, and he's still racking up rave reviews for his latest book, A Year of Playing Catch, What a Simple Experiment Taught Me About Life. Ethan Bryan took his bag full of baseball gloves on tour and played catch for 366 consecutive days. It was certainly a test for him, but the real adventure stories are those of the friends he made along the way. My one-time broadcast colleague Rob Neese raved, it's the best book ever written by a GRBL player. What more convincing could you need? Order your copy in time for Christmas or be selfish and treat yourself to an uplifting reading experience all your own. That's A Year of Playing Catch by Ethan Bryan, available for delivery wherever books are sold. So we have a lot of competitions back and forth, whether it's Mario Kart on the Nintendo 64 or, you know, I'm flipping the table over playing board games or whatever. Um, so anytime that I can edge in there and say like, hey, I'm still really good at my sport, you know, I just pitched in a GRBL game and did this. Um, I like to rub it in there when I can. And uh, she's gracious enough to, you know, not turn the tables too often. She lets me have my moments. So definitely blessed to get to do it. I remember the game where your daughter got to run out on the field and it, like, it was kind of like between the innings, I guess. And I remember you picking her up and, and letting her know that everything was going to be all right. And I driving home that night and kind of replaying that back in my mind. Well, we talked about Cole Rourke being a, a laid back sort of cat. We just saw it there between the innings. His little girl was taking part in the, uh, the between the innings race there. Close competition against Shane Simon's son, Reggie the Rocket Simons, but Cole Rourke, in lieu of taking warm-up tosses, decided to go over and give his daughter a hug. So that's not a, uh, not really an imposing game face with that guy. No. Uh, but man, can he find the strike zone. So we'll see if Reggie the Rocket brought Shane Simons good luck with that race down to second. I meant to ask the players that came up here with Cole if uh, they ever have to see him in BP. <laughs> Goodness. I couldn't imagine. There's a steer right thrown to Shane Simons right on cue. Just put down the child, throw a strike. <laughs> Welcome to Cole Rourke Ball. Could you imagine if you were watching the Los Angeles Dodgers and then you come back from the commercial break and Vin Scully says, well, hold on, folks. Clayton Kershaw isn't quite done warming. He had to stop his child. Only in the grip and rip, man. It was, it was really fun. It was, it was a little... You know, just a slight delay in the action, but uh, well worth it for everyone involved, I'm sure. She still, to this day, is talking about getting to touch the pillows on the big field. So, um, <laughs> big moment for her, too. Yeah, you see yourself maybe coaching her in sports one day? Yeah. I actually, in the basketball arena, I got to start my coaching career there with junior high girls. Um, that was my first gig on the basketball side. So, yeah, you know, I'm not opposed to it. I don't know what she's going to do now. You know, she's welcome to do whatever it is she wants. I cross my fingers and hope it's not cheerleading, not because I have anything against cheerleading, 
simply because I don't know anything about it. I can't help out too much on that side. But she has a basketball goal in our living room. We try to get her to shoot on it a lot. She's got the cutest defensive stance you've ever seen. It's not effective, but it is cute. Um, she gets crossed every time we play, but we'll see. Um, but, yeah, I would love to coach her. Uh, I don't know anything about softball either. You know, there's a bat and a ball and, and bases, but I'd take a whack at it if, if she wanted me to. You know, if she wants dad around out there, I'd love to be just in the in the crowd and watching too. I think that'd be a pretty great blessing just to see her roll out there and, and do her thing. And I don't have any ego involved when it comes to that. Um, just want to see her be happy. Cole Rourke will go into his third season in the Grip and Rip Baseball League with 45 innings pitched, a career ERA of 2.20, and 51 strikeouts against six walks. Make no mistake, he's going to be one of the most sought-after pitchers in the 2021 draft. And if Republic Locos manager Chris Mesa wants to retain Cole's services, he's probably going to have to snag him in the first round. No matter which team drafts him, we will count on Cole Rourke to continue to bring some of the kids from the Licking Baseball team and from his church's youth group to Ozark to see the games. We are incredibly excited to see his career continue. That's going to do it for this episode of Burger Bites. Make sure to check out thegrbl.com and follow the league on Facebook to find out how you can try out to compete against Cole Rourke or maybe join his growing list of strikeout victims. Be sure to like, follow, subscribe, share, or do what you can on your podcast platform of choice. And thanks for downloading Burger Bites. Until next time, I'm Rance Berger, bidding you good day from Ozark, Missouri. Ozark, Missouri.